0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I am still a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting in the dead of winter in Ontario, where we got about two feet of snow over the weekend. Lord help me. My guest this week is Vincent Vinny Salvador, who is a financial crime fighter and actor. What is a financial crime fighter, you may ask? Keep listening to hear more. Vinny is probably one of the funniest people I follow on social media. He is also like the ultimate storyteller. As again, keep listening to this episode to hear his incredible storytelling skills, which is 100% a skill. He's the type of person that you 100% want to have a beer with or, you know, sit around a campfire with and hear him tell his stories, but also direct in anything, like in any project that you can think of, because he is like the ultimate professional. Definitely check out his Instagram page. I'll put the link in the show notes below if you want to watch some hilarious sketch comedy. His sketch comedy partner, you may recognize if you are a Canadian Degrassi fan, his sketch comedy partner played Spinner in Degrassi, Uh, but definitely check it out. He is a riot. This episode I apologize, especially if you're a bit audio sensitive, it has some audio issues. I tried to futz around with it as much as possible to try and fix the audio. It's on Vinny's end, um, but through my Technology, of course, my my whatever equipment. Um, so I apologize because Vinny's voice isn't as clear as what I would like. But again, I tried to futz around as much as possible. Uh, so apologies if you're a bit audio sensitive. But again, the story is still there. And like I said before, oh my goodness, can this man tell a story? Please enjoy the hilarious and the guy who has the creepiest onset story ever, Vincent Salvador. Tell me your story. How did you get into acting?
1: So, um, I got into acting obviously uh, through in, in high school, that's uh, when I started acting. But I never took any acting classes. I always just went ahead and auditioned for uh, for plays and productions, but uh, never really got into it. <laughs> so, I just always kept plugging away. And then I gave up around grade nine, grade, sorry, grade ten grade 11 and then in my last year i said yeah time's go by really quick let me let me audition for something really big so i went on audition for this one play ended up getting it and it just sort of uh snowballed from there you can say that uh, my family's very conservative, so they wouldn't really allow me to take certain acting courses or whatnot because they said it's all just fun and games it's all play but i enjoyed it and um after that, we went into... I went to um, university. UFT Scarborough. Scarborough. <laughs> uh, and um, didn't take theater at all. Uh, I took humanities and history, but because I was a fun class of the double cohorts, uh, it was mm. a lot of competition. So that kind of... Uh, gives you how old I am, <laughs> but,
0: uh, <laughs> we're it, the same age. There you go. <laughs> so
1: double boards, you know, the education Woo. system wasn't really to our advantage. Um, yeah. so I was still on a lot of my courses in my first year of university and I was about to go on academic probation and, uh, I said, why not? Let's, uh, let's change up my, my areas of study. So I went to theater. I was not so happy about it at all. But uh, I said, uh, hey, let's just, I'm risking suspension right now. I need to do something that I, that I have a passion for, that I love doing. So I said, about Let's just do it. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all through university, ended up majoring in theater, but minored in history and religion. So, that uh, is. Uh, that was, that was, those were fun air subject and you know, topics that I enjoy as they're all intertwined. Uh, so I went through all the university, uh, majored in theater, and then after that I just took a break, started getting into the real world, <laughs> and uh, worked for a financial institutions. And um, I remember there was this guy named Kevin who was a, uh, a freshman or a newbie when I was just about to graduate uh, from AFT. And I told him, hey, listen, if you ever need any help whatsoever, give me a shout, I'll help you out. So, graduated, then, like two years later, he sends me a message. He said, hey, um, I'm putting together something for a film festival, which is, uh, it was called, uh, it was a UFT film festival. So, there were a lot of films being submitted, and it was a competition between all the different campuses. So, I said, hey, yeah, I'll I'll help you out. What do you need? He goes, "Uh, can you direct? I only directed for theater so for directing for, for film or camera was a little different so ended up directing it just had fun with the process um, we lost out on the awards of best actor, best director best uh, screenplay best actress but we won best picture hey <laughs> we won best picture and I, and I thought there was something like we lost every major category <laughs> but we won the big one. How? How did this happen? So, I had a little trophy, uh, and uh, I kept that with me, and it was a little reminder that, hey, maybe this is a sign of things to get uh, to sort of look into or to circumventure into seriously now. So, started doing that, I had one of my friends, uh, Emmanuel Kimango, one of my best friends, sort of talk to me, give me words of wisdom to sort of... Get back on track and just get into it. So started doing that and haven't haven't really looked back ever since.
0: That's awesome. When you finished school at U of T, sorry, yeah, at U of T, taking theater. Yeah was was the goal acting? Were you like I'm going to be an actor now?
1: Well, I wanted to. To be honest, mm. I wanted to do it, but with a conservative family. You got to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's it, it's all, it's all, um, um, to them. That was weekend stuff for stuff you do for fun, but nothing serious. But lo and behold, they're upstairs always watching TV and movies and enjoying it. But I'm thinking myself, if you're enjoying that, wouldn't you want to enjoy I'm on there, you know, performing and whatnot. So it was mm-hmm. always, I was in grand, Okay. I'm done my schooling. Now I need to do nine to five. I need to do this I need to do that so I sort of put that on the back burner and would do student films on the weekends or whatever but then things started to pick up and I figured, you out like, I'm really enjoying this so I went ahead and just started finding ways to make it work mm-hmm. As a yeah.
0: yeah absolutely and so you know, I said you worked at you know some financial institutions yeah. Like, what kind of jobs were you doing in that time before no.
1: So I'm still in the financial, uh, you know, realm of things. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't say which expectation, Yeah, Okay. But I found a way to sort of make it work, where I am working overnights. Mm. So it allows me to audition, film, write. Which I do some writing while I'm working overnight, but it gives my days a lot more freedom to do what I love to do, which was that. Uh, But in terms of what I do, the only thing I can say is I'm in the financial
0: crimes division. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. When I know you said like the the film that you did with your friend that won you your best picture award, Mm -hmm. that seems to be a pretty pivotal time saying, oh, I really like this. What was your mindset like at that time? Because I think it does take, it takes a lot to kind of get that ingrained must now work, nine to five, to make my family happy, but also, like, my expectations of myself Mm -hmm. happy. Like, what was your mindset like? Like, how did you kind of get yourself out of that feeling?
1: I just, to me, I just wanted to have fun, you know? It was just, I wanted to have fun, and I had no shot list. I just had the script and said okay let's uh who we got it was literally my first time directing a, a, a or filming anything on camera that wasn't you know self-directed so um i just had a lot of fun just made it work and in fact one of the things that was uh, really interesting was one of the first scenes that we shot we ended up shooting at the end of the night when we realized we had forgotten we filmed that scene we literally had about two minutes left of tape i'm like okay how are we going to make this work? We don't have this cast member here. We don't have this one here. But we need to sort of bridge and make this thing happen. And, and uh, we ended, ended up rewriting things on the fly, where my character, kid, which is like this Italian guy, like monster, like uh, he, he's sort of like the the, the master or the, the guidance So like Don Juan DeMarco who was wanting to, right? <laughs> he was trying to get this thing with this girl, and we forgot to shoot that scene. So Everyone was garbage as myself, and the, my buddy Kevin, and our other friend Tony, who played the main character. And we were supposed to have a conversation at the beginning, but the girls were supposed to be there who he, he was interested in. They were not. So, this is where I'm grateful and thankful that I was able to think quick on the fly. We're filming in the hallway, and I said, hey, how about this? We're going to film by the washrooms. You're going to pretend to get on the phone. I'm going to come out of the women's watch Why? I don't know. But it's going to be funny. <laughs> so uh, we ended up doing that. And uh, it was just one of the things where creativity on the fly is important. But also just have fun. Because that wasn't in a script. But it ended up being even more funnier. Just this guy like, he's on the phone. Where are you? Oh, I can hear you. I'm nearby. Where are you? Women's watching <laughs> door opens. And I come out. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I was don't worry about it. Sort started thing.
0: Were you always kind of that, like, thinking on the fly type of person? Like, has that been a part of your personality? Or has that just been developing? Like, has that just developed with now the need to be that in the industry?
1: Well, I had um, I had a very unfortunate incident. Probably it was when I was in, uh, in university, in fact, where I used to see the concussion. So as you know, and we know, and any actor or practice knows, memorization. My memorization suffered a lot, and it I couldn't, for the, for the life of me, remember certain things, literal scripts. Generally, uh, a monologue would take about, maybe about five, ten minutes to memorize. After the incident, it started to become like 45 minutes, an hour, where I just couldn't focus. So that's where I started to learn about improv and started really diving into improv and just... Just diving and just immerse myself into it where okay, I know the general outline of the scene. Let let me try to make things, you know, connect. But I just wanted to make sure that um that improv was one of the things that really became a huge thing for me. And uh it just it, it just helps you think on the fly. So that's where that particular thing helped and plus your everyday stuff as well, including to my job sometimes uh, where I got to sit on the fly a lot of the times and even though it's not customer facing but I'm speaking with them and you know uh, for whatever reason you gotta put yourself in the customer's shoes I'm always quick to think about scenarios or sort of relate to them so that's why in process a huge daily aspect of my life but also uh, helps me become even funnier
0: yeah. And I think, so improv for me has been really helpful because I came at this industry and acting with a very kind of like logical brain, you know, I'm in the medical field, like must get everything right. Yeah. Like get all the words word perfect, which is, as you know, not necessary. And it's almost like a hindrance. Because if you're just so focused on the words, you forget the story. Mm -hmm. So it sounds very similar to yourself, right? Like using improv to not only overcome, you know, a a medical condition that can be so frustrating, Mm -hmm. but also that's going to improve who you are as an actor too, right? Like what a, that's a glass half full, I guess, the optimistic side of what has happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it helps with day to day life and it always helps on set. You know, sometimes yeah. it's gonna happen where your co-star is gonna forget a line or whatever it is, or you can have a character quirk and, you know, it's something your character would do, or have a shot of a shot of something, or do some sort of movement or action that is based on the character, which was not called from the script makes things or the scene even better.
0: Yeah. And I think the big thing for me that's been really helpful as well is when I I first started. Oh, man, did I realize how selfish I was? Because I was just, I wasn't listening to anyone right because you're so focused on you Mm -hmm. looking good and saying the lines good and me 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 but improv was so helpful in turning that shift and being like no in order to be good at good at acting Mm -hmm. it's the generosity that you can give to the person who's standing across from you and they are the most important person in the scene and by you giving that and listening to them it just improves Everything else that's going around, Um, yeah, which is which is tricky because we're all selfish human beings, (laughs) aren't we? So, (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else that you've noticed besides your improv ability? Anything else that you've noticed from your other career that you've been able to bring into your acting career and writing and directing?
1: I would say, uh, just in regard to how how diverse people are, you know, mm. and just how you know, unfortunately the pandemic has brought out either the best of people or the worst of people. So coming across materials like that or experiencing things like that kind of is is surprising at the same time. So. But it can also be funny. Uh, But it's given me a lot of material to sort of uh, write a lot of things with. Uh, So that's always been fun. In fact, I never Uh, wrote before. It wasn't until the pandemic hit where I figured, let me just start writing. Let me start writing certain things. Let me start writing little sketches. And I would take certain funny scenarios or lines that I would hear um, based on interactions and cases that I've worked on. And sort of, times, I wouldn't say directly live but sort of inspire certain the situations the that, um, certain the situations. The uh, sorry, we'll, we'll just add part disparate it's to me. <laughs> but, <clears throat> sorry. Um, but uh, I would I was basically right off experience. And uh, just, they came, you know. This person I was speaking with was kind of animated and just always said something like this. What if I wrote a character or dropped a line in reference to sort of that thing or just expand on the one scenario or situation or line that this individual gave me? And I started writing about little sketches. Um, in fact, one of the fun little sketches that we wrote, that I wrote, was as an actor, when the restrictions started getting lifted, we always have to get our tests done for COVID. And this was an actual conversation with one of my friends, Jazz, who is also an actress. Um, we were talking about basically the testing and how frequently you test it when you book something. And just the conversation we were having sounded really X rated. Like, yeah, my, you know, my nose got penetrated in this hole, and that hole got penetrated. So, and we, we were literally typing and thinking to ourselves, how funny would this conversation be if it was a sketch? So i ended up writing a sketch uh, about it, where if a, if a person who's not an actor or an actress heard this conversation, what the hell are these people talking about? And so I ended up filming it uh, with one of my buddies, uh, the comedian Human has, and my wife ended up uh, being in his academy of at the end of it. But it was based off of a conversation that two friends were having overnight about COVID testing and it just snowballing, just hearing it. <laughs> so um, I just I just take and lift from whatever I get inspired from, whether it be a negative experience or positive experience at my job and sort of find a funny spring to it which is the fun thing about it
0: and That's such a common thread for second act it's like people who have other careers as well as acting because you've had these life experiences that you can pull from and if you have and I'm not knocking people who went to, like, full-on theater school and then now are actors. Like, I'm kind of jealous of them. But, you know, y- y- you have these life experiences and these, this, like, lab of other human beings to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, about, I think about that in medicine all the time. Like, all my patients I look at, it, I'm like, how can I build a character out of you, right? Yeah. Like, just, you've experienced more of the world and of the people of the world. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I and pulling from that, like that's what's funny. Oh, like that is what is funny.
1: Totally, uh, and uh, there's and it's always sometimes it's, it's always fun when you get um, individuals or patients or customers that um, sort of don't really understand certain things, <laughs> and um, or you're asking a question and they tell you something completely different. Where I had this one gentleman call and to be fair, he was a uh, francophone, fan. so he spoke English. But for some reason, gave yeah. me more information than I need to know. And so <laughs> I told him, like, yeah. So uh, I do see this charge on this particular on, on your statement, you know. And he starts going off on a tangent yeah. about something X-rated and just watching I'm something. I'm like, sir, that's not what I asked. I just asked no, if this, this was true. Exactly. And I just thought about it. I'm like how funny would this be because <laughs> he spoke perfect English, but for some reason he just told me more than I need to know. I'm like, I don't need to know what you're watching. I just I think know so if this was a legit charge. That's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, and I think like that happens, so it happens in medicine all the time, right? You ask them like, you know, you could ask them like, what's one plus one? And they'll go off on a tangent about <laughs> how Mercy. like their husband, yeah, their husband's cheating on their on them with their best Old. friend and all this stuff. you're Old. like, I literally just asked you what one plus one is. but okay. yeah,
1: <laughs> another another you just remind me of a story. another fun one was, um, so there was a, there was a credit card charge, and uh, this lady called in. She said, there's this hotel charge. On here. Um, one was done. It was done around 2 a.m. this morning. She goes, Well, it's not on my card, is it? I'm like, No, it's your secondary card, but your primary on it. Okay. Well, so far, my husband's card. Yep. Is that a hotel? Yep. Huh? He said he was out for work. I'm like, well, there's the charge the at yeah, <laughs> like, like, the, the hotel,
0: that's all I can confirm. Yeah, I can. And she's like,
1: is that I mean, I'm like, there's a charge at the hotel, that's all I can confirm. i like, oh, okay. I'm <laughs> just oh hung up. God. I'm like, I feel bad. It's not, like, I just, like, I don't know why, like, what's going on here? But the <sighs> art of improv definitely helps <sighs> with our job. Or sorry, a job as actors, it helps with my job as um, as a uh, individual working in <laughs> financial crimes division mm-hmm. because things are ever changing. You don't know if, if you're speaking with a legit person or a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you never know what you're gonna you're gonna sort of face on a daily basis, let alone hourly basis. So it's always good to be that. So that's one of the things, which is great that my acting allows me to help perform that work better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Has there been anything that surprised you about the entertainment industry?
1: Yes how grateful some people are are not hmm. mm. yeah it, it surprises me that certain you know individuals aren't grateful for their position or their roles or whatever it is. Um, one of the, one of the earliest lessons I learned was I did a commercial years ago and it was for Shoppers Drug Mart Optimum and we were filming somewhere up north and they shut down at uh, Shoppers Drug Mart and I remember this clearly because it was in October and it was snowing for some odd reason, really heavy, um, and it was an overnight shoot and we were, I was in the holding area. And I I was like to come early this time. so it was an overnight shoot. My call time, I think, was one a.m., but I was there at eleven, and I was just hanging out. And there was this one actress who was there, and she was throwing a hissy fit the entire time. Nine. And I'm thinking to myself, you should be grateful that you have this opportunity to to be here. And she complained that it was cold. Yeah, she had a giant space heater in front of her. She's like it's cold. I'm hungry, and, I'm, and I had my earphones on, but at a very minimal volume, just in case you needed me. I sit myself thinking: thousands of people have auditioned and would kill to be in your position right now, and you're just paying her for your rest. Like, why? Like, that's, that's one of the things that I don't get. Like, she was she was good looking. She was gorgeous, but just her attitude toward the entire shoot, where. Oh, I'm bored. Um, is it lunch now? Dude, it's 3 three, I'm gonna morning. You know, be grateful and working that you have this opportunity. Take advantage of it. Enjoy every moment of it. And this is obviously pre-pandemic, but you talk to people. You know, just keep busy. Just enjoy, even though you know we're we're staying in a holding area. Just filming next door. Enjoy this opportunity. Take in the environment, whatever it is. And so whenever I'm on set, I always enjoy it. I never take it for granted. And that's one of the things that surprised me where she's got the she has she had the looks, but she didn't have the right attitude. And that was what Mm. surprised me was one of the first lessons that I looked for. Be grateful for it because it's a long process. Yeah. For casting.
0: Yes. Now, do you think that happens to do you think that that happens to kind of everyone? Like, do you think they get, like why did that happen to her? Right? Do you think it's do people get jaded as time goes on, or like what maintains gratitude? Like for you,
1: for me, every opportunity I get and that I'm on set, I cherish it, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always think of it as I always think about the previous time that I wasn't set. Every time I'm on set on something, so uh, mm-hmm. if I book something, um, I'll just sit there and think about. What did I enjoy? What am I grateful for about this experience? And I'll just go through a list of things. I'll look around. Uh, I'll make a mental list and just um, the crew, the cast, catering, or whatever it is. Um, I'll make a mental note of that. And I'll keep that in mind for my next book or something. And I'm on set. And I always think about, hmm, what am I grateful for this time around? Or what is different? But I always keep that mental note. And I just learned to just have fun. I used to be very serious and sort of, you know, headphones on, arms crossed, not thinking anyone. But when but when I started when when the bookings were coming as much, I was I sort of changed that sort of demeanor where said, so Okay, let me let me start to talk to people, let me have fun with this because I've noticed the last few times I hadn't been having fun where I'm just focus on the work, focus on the work, focus on the work. Let me start to enjoy it more. Let me let me be more relaxed. And when it's time or a few minutes before we shoot, I will get into that mode to focus and then go out and do it. So yeah. I just, uh, I'm just very grateful for whenever I do have the ability to be, the, the time to work and whenever I'm on set and I always just cherish it. Try to stand, I try to get there as early as possible. So can I can enjoy it more. And I uh, try to stay there as late as possible so I can enjoy it even more.
0: <laughs> I love that. Do you have any favorite onset stories?
1: <laughs> I have a lot of onset stories that are creepy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now I'm intrigued. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I want to go down that route. It was... Uh, okay. It- Whatever yeah.
0: you're comfortable with. I- I'll go... I'll-, I'll
1: give you two stories. Okay. One of them was on stage, which was yeah. one of my favorite ones. Um, it was my final year, it was the Hard House Film Festival, and um, I was pretty a stuttering student, and so I had to do like the takes and like the stuttering. So I learned how to stutter, and obviously, being on theater or on stage, you have to your movies to be big. Mm-hmm. So it was the the show was called Beyond Characteristics, and it was it was like a uh, a murder mystery, uh, like a clue like show um, aspect of it. So you know you had the the wealthy individual, the caregiver. I was a serving student. When they're doing the like, character introductions, we can do a freeze frame or a freeze pose. So we're doing a freeze pose, and mine came, and I had to do like this weird space. As a, uh, as my character, I ended up pulling my muscle in my neck. Oh, no. First two minutes in. And, and I was, and I was frozen and I just stood there and I'm like, and I just, I felt like a little like puller snap. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the production was, it was, it was a conversation, so it was about 45 minutes in length. So for 43 minutes, I performed stuttering all that work and pulling neck. The next morning, I kind of moved both sides of my neck. And I had a coaching session with my professor. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. So that was one. Uh, then there was a creepy one. Uh, let's just say I had, a, uh, I had a freak accident on set where I almost died. That was fun. Um, I wish, I won't say the production, but there was water and boats. Is what it had to do with a lot of boats and explosions that happened in the water. And so uh, let's just say I was with the staff coordinator. We we're on water and we we're supposed to drive to, I'm going to give a condensed version. We we're supposed to drive onto this location device where this emergency life raft. It was, we we're filming in a canal. The there was no one on the water, still water, wasn't warm or windy. We hit two freak waves and we toppled over twice. Oh my god. I was wearing um my wardrobe with a with a fake life jacket and steel toe boots. I can swim, but with the wardrobe that I was wearing something I was be weighed down a lot. Now um the start corner was also freaking out. It was just us two. Uh, we ended up flipping the jet ski back over and I managed to grab myself onto the flotation device and people were wondering where we were because we were they expected us for 10 minutes. But it was, it was like 10 minutes. No idea what was going on. His water had dropped into the his, uh, his rain had dropped into the water. And um, we eventually, when I got into the flotation device, I said just book it. And I'm driving, we got into the, into the flotation device on set. He walked off. He's like, I'm going for the night. Um, I have to be calmed down and relaxed by the EMS in the water or the lifeguards in the water. So they had me on my back sort of calm me down. I said, listen, are you okay to film? I said, when you're about to film, yeah. you know, give me a two-minute head up so I can start to try water and then swim. Yeah. All right. So the yelled, all right. Uh, we got, we're two minutes away. I'm like, all right. So lifeguards let, you know, let me go. It was trying water. And the like weight speeding acid started, you know, swimming toward the life raft. And one of my friends, Mark, was in there. And um, on the flotation device in the vertical raft, they have a, um, there's like a little mesh area where you can sort of rest and get into. So I put my knee on there, and I was trying to get into it. But something, it was so weird. Something was pulling totally my left leg. Something was pulling my left leg and Mark was trying to pull me into my shoulder and he could sort of feel the shark of me being pulled down. I'm like, Mark, I don't know what the F, what the f is going on. Is there's something pulling. I'm like, I don't know. I do something pulling. And we am like, can you pull the harder? And keep in mind, the water is lit. So everything's lit up, but I'm seeing, and I don't see anything, but my foot is freaking stuck on something. And... Mark, he's a uh, he's a kickboxing teacher, so he's actually straight to it. Mark, I'm to pull as hard as you can, and one time he pulled, and my shoulder—I had a previous doctor injury—just hit in my shoulder. He, I popped my shoulder out, so he could pull me oh in, God. and we're just sliding in and just getting into the life And he sat there, I'm like, "What the f was that?" And the creepy thing was. Both my shoes were double-knotted. For some reason, my left shoe was untied. And no one believed me. So when the absolute aired, lo and behold, you see in one of the first opening scenes, you see my legs go up in the air as he pulls in, and you see my, my left shoe tongue open. And that was the and that was the one foot I was being pulled on. So it was very Creepy and paranormal in a way that someone oh. was trying to pull me down, and to this day, I never like going to that city, and I always a yeah. weird vibes whenever whenever I was there or drive near it. And um, oh. it's let just just—I'll tell you, its it's a place near Niagara Falls.
0: Yeah, um, I think I know where it is. Yeah, uh,
1: I will never to this day go by there and drive near it. When I'm on the highway, I'm like, no, and. <laughs> We, me and Mark know what happened that night. And the, it was, the creepy thing was, it was in August of, I won't say what year, because I won't. Know. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, but if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gotten married uh, a few months later. Uh, it was such a scary experience. And I will say, me and him both still talk about it, where I'm like, dude, if it wasn't for you, who knows where I'd be right now? It was such a scary experience. And he even like, said, I felt something pulling you down. Oh Yeah
0: wow. That's insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, yeah. Holy crow. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that I've heard I've heard a lot of crazy onset stories. That is the winner. Well yeah, is there anything that you are looking forward to coming up this year?
1: Besides my surgery? <laughs> yeah,
0: besides that.
1: <laughs> We're essentially just December as a mail. I'll be able to celebrate Hanukkah? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <So>. Yay! <laughs>
1: Mazel tov, yeah. Um, I'm just still looking to um, to start maybe writing more, start putting you know, bang up more comedic sketches um, as I sort of enjoy writing journal sketches. Uh, and now that I'm a actor apprentice, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that is something I'm looking forward to uh, to getting out of that apprentice um, label and becoming a full member. So, just uh, taking it uh, step by step to to get bookings and to just enjoy the process of of being an actor now a union actor. So that is that's what I'm looking forward to other than the recovery side which will the district will allow me to have um mm-hmm. and I just sort of better myself and uh just uh, get it more get some more reading and and uh, self-exploration um but in terms of actual uh things just looking to collaborate with uh, fun and talented people, uh, My make comments sketches.
0: mm-hmm That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Do you have any final words of advice or words of wisdom for anyone looking to do what you do?
1: Any final words of wisdom? If you don't enjoy the process, don't do it. Hmm. If you don't enjoy the work that goes into it, don't do it. We, We do this because we love to tell stories. If you're trying to get into it just for the other parts of it, don't. <laughs> you know, and have fun. Have fun. Because having fun makes things a lot more more enjoyable on set. Obviously, within contact, you know, nothing goes set like catering on fire or anything. <laughs> but just enjoy, just when you're on set, when that time happens, you just sit there. And just take in the, the environment. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Be grateful for it. Because it's not every day that you can be able to do this. And that's one of the things that i always remind myself each time on set where enjoy the environment, enjoy the process. Yeah, you may be hanging around for like an hour or two hours until you're seeing time, but just take in the experience, live in a moment. It's my 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 advice as well.
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Vinny Vincent, for being my guest this week. Thank you for your incredible stories and your storytelling skills. Please, please, please keep putting out content on Instagram. You seriously brighten my day whenever you do. Everyone go check out his Instagram page. The link will be in the show notes below. If you want a little laughter and a little joy in your life from the hilarious man that you just heard. Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadoer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancy's, judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye!